Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is Hank Fortner. Very excited to have you today. I'm introducing you to this bonus episode of my friend, Carrie Arcos. She wrote a book called Crazy, Messy, Beautiful that is out right now. And this is a conversation. I've known her for about 12 years. She's a mother of three, a wife of a crazy, catalytic, unbelievably creative human being who's all over the place. And she somehow found a way in her wild world to, in the last five years, publish three young adult novels. And she's got another one she already turned in, and she's working on her next one. She's unbelievably productive. Lots to learn from her in this short, quick, and beautiful episode. And I would love for you to hear, Carrie, a little bit about her story and a little bit about the book that's coming out, because there's some really fun stuff to that. So check it out. Also, I want to let you know about something that March 14th in Los Angeles, save that date, there's going to be, I don't know, I'll give you a little hint, a live experience happening on March 14th. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but if it's in March 14th of 2017, if that's still on the horizon for you someplace, plan on being in Los Angeles. Links and all sorts of shenanigans will be coming out in the next few days. But save the date, March 14th. Would love to have you there. Also, you can join the email list, 66866. Text the name Hank to 66866. You can join our email list. I just sent out a book reading list just now. So it's the best books of 2017 you should read. Not the best books that came out in 2017, but the ones that I think you should read for your life. I'll keep doing stuff like that. And what's interesting is I feel like I say this every episode. I feel like there's got to be some of you who are like, yes, dude, we get it. But you know what's funny is people sign up every single week, even on weeks I don't post. So you're listening, you're out there. You Aussies, you Saudi Arabians, you Kuwaitis, I got Azerbaijan. You're all over the place. And I'm really, really grateful that we're all here together on this podcast. Thank you so much. So text 66866, text the name Hank. And then uh, I will send you emails and we'll keep you posted, especially for things like March 14th in Los Angeles at a live experience that I'll tell you more about later. Save that date. Guys, I hope you enjoy Carrie and her story. Would love for you to support her, tweet her. Just tell her that she's awesome because I love people who are hustling it and making it happen. I just really, really love people who are creating things and putting them out into the world in the face of what could be excuses like I have kids and I have a life and I work and I do all these things but she's creating unbelievable things and putting them into the world and she's just a huge inspiration for me so check it out ladies and gentlemen please enjoy Carrie Arcos you ever wonder what your life would be like what will you wish you would have done get after it already what's life without a little adventure we get one chance Exploration of the unknown, the hope for something more. This behavior can be classified as typically hazardous. I call it an adventure. Welcome. Let's get started, shall we? Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Hank Fortner, and I'm sitting here with my very good friend. How long have we known each other? Twelve years, we decided. Twelve years, yeah. We just did an Instagram live. We did a Facebook live. Yeah, my can first a, time. That was awesome. Can you do a Twitter live? I don't even know if that's possible. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, Probably. so now we're doing a podcast. So we're gonna drop it off to you guys because today's a really big day. And honestly, mm-hmm. I reached out to you to record this interview, mm-hmm. knowing nothing about what today was, and yeah. Sue Ann scheduled it, so I didn't yeah. know didn't know what was happening. And today is the launch day of this yeah. book we're talking about. Today is my book birthday. Book it's birthday. happy birthday. Oh, wow. Is that yeah, a thing in the writer's world? That's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. My editor sent me an email that said, happy birthday. 
book birthday That's today, amazing. Carrie. Well, happy book birthday, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you it's you. your book birthday, and I'm holding it in my hand, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. And now I'm actually <laughs> holding it in my hand. It's been really fun to know that you're like this. The, my favorite part about you, which we're going to get to, um, is my favorite part about you is not actually the stories that you write, although they are wonderful. Thank my you. favorite part about <laughs> you is actually the story that you are as you write these books. Mm-hmm. Because the coolest thing is, I mean, holding the other book that you wrote, you wrote another book called Out of Reach, which was a National Book Award finalist. Mm-hmm. And um, what's really important about both of these books is that in the inside cover, there's a photograph of you by <laughs> Hank Fortner. So, exactly. So note to everyone listening, buy this book, make sure you get one with a photograph on the inside and circle yeah. the Hank Fortner in the back. Yeah. Um, Hank and I are forever linked now. Dude, you just can't, yeah, you, New York Times bestseller. I still, I've shot a lot of author photos, but I've never shot an author photo that made a bestseller list. So maybe my next one. Next one, we're maybe holding it in one. our hand. Maybe, maybe crazy, this messy, one. beautiful. That's true. Um, maybe this what one. I want to talk to you about, Carrie, and this, so for you guys listening, here's how this is going to go. Carrie's going to give us basically five minutes on what this book is about and what she hopes to accomplish with it in the world, and then we're going to talk with Carrie about Carrie's life because that is the thing that you who are listening can take away a lot of things from. Because Carrie's life is really inspiring to me personally and how she executes by accomplishing published books with the three children and husband who works like crazy hours and life that she has here in Los Angeles. That is the most inspiring part about all of the books that you write, which I find adds value to the books in a new way. It's not like you're in a cabin somewhere with your rich husband who bought you a house. In oh, you, three different That would be lovely, though. Sorry. That you, would be your husband doesn't need to be rich. He's rich in creativity. Yeah, uh, that's true. Carrie's husband is a guy named David Arcos. He was in Adventures in Creativity, um, which is an episode a few weeks ago that you might have heard. And he's the most creative person I know. So to have this creative power couple is really, really exciting. So, Carrie, let's go in that order. The first five minutes, I would just like you to just give us a minute of where the book came from, what the premise of the book is, and tell us a little bit about what you hope the book does for the world. Okay, so um, I, I got the idea from this book because I was actually reading um, some poetry by Pablo Neruda, um, one of the greatest poets or love poets of all time. He's a Chilean poet. And it sparked a memory of mine that when I was a teacher, um, I had a former student who was kind of this like tough guy outer exterior but he would always walk around you keep looking at the camera i'm just oh, I'm doing sorry. It. That's, that's just sorry. a time lapse of us talking to I've each other i've never done a podcast before <laughs> no, so he has this like camera right. set up and, okay hey, so exciting. i can look this at is you Carrie's now first podcast yeah no i th- that's a time that's lapse right. You're photo, not actually so somebody's watching. probably clicking through it's just taking a picture every 30 seconds it's, okay it, good all right so, so i don't have look to look at, at that i can look at you okay uh, so my student, so my former student had this book of poems and I was like, Esteban, what, what is that? And who is that? And he said, Oh, you, you've never heard of Pablo Neruda. And I said, no. And so he gave me, it was, um, 20 love poems and a song of despair. Neruda's Jeez. first work <laughs> that he wrote very young. Just the young. title is like, oh, oh my gosh, what's glorious. up Valentine's Day? Here it comes. It is what's amazing. What's up Valentine's Day? It's okay, amazing. Um, yes, for Valentine's Day, uh, yeah, you should should buy it. Anyway, so no, no, no. I'm just gonna buy it, and I'm gonna make, <laughs> and I'm gonna write a note to Sue Ann and steal Pablo Neruda's words because she's not yes. gonna recognize oh, it. Oh, they're amazing. And I'm gonna pass it off as my own. <laughs> plagiarize a, You can plagiarize a Valentine's Day card. I think that's legal yeah. somewhere. and I'm sure Neruda's been used many for many a Valentine. But, but he inspired this book. That's cool. Yeah, and so this student Neruda inspired didn't, but the character the, inspired the your student inspired my it. My student inspired it. So I thought I started thinking well, what if I had a character that was 
was named after Pablo Neruda, but who was the most unluckiest in love. And so it follows... Do you have a Pablo Neruda poem memorized? Um, I do not, but my favorite is If You Forget Me. Um, <laughs> this guy is going to be like, jeez. <laughs> There's it's some awesome. there's some lonely divorcees who are <laughs> no. gonna whip open some Pablo Neruda tonight and a glass of wine. And oh just... my gosh! Actually, there's a new movie out right now called Neruda. Really about, about his about, about his life. Um, I think it's um part fictional. It's like a detective kind of mystery about his wow. later years and wicked. But it's about yeah. his him as a person. It's yeah, yeah. Fiction. It's okay. about the real Neruda. And cool. Il Postino. Did you ever see that? The Postman? Postino. No, but I've been there. Okay. It's a great restaurant. It um it's about it it's about him and how he helps this guy woo woo a woman and it's all that it's very Amazing. awesome anyway so this book is it just it's about that so it's about this kid neruda who's an artist and he has been and he's in charge of creating a, a mural for his school so there's a quite a bit with art in this book cool. but and he he's also um a kid, this romantic kid at heart, kind of sensitive at heart, um, who longs for the kind of love that he reads about in Neruda's poetry. And so he, but he's like um, zero for seven. He's just struck out. And so he thinks this year is going to be sounds different. Like, sounds like my dating life. Autumn Cho is going to be lucky number eight. <laughs> Autumn Cho is her name. <laughs> yeah. At, this, at well, the start. Well, what's interesting about that, because it does actually sound like my life, zero <laughs> oh for, but what's interesting about that is Autumn Cho sounds a lot like the last name of my wife's oh, yeah. maiden name, which is Sue Ann Cho. That's true. And Sue Ann's claim to fame is that she is she's is, is it this is it true that she's she that my wife Sue Ann Cho, who's been on the podcast, you guys know her, has b inspired this character. Yes, actually, that is true. Can I told you tell her. me what characteristic inspired that character? <laughs> her, um, her. No, no, no. Hold on. Don't what? answer that question. <laughs> I want you to describe that character to me. Um, Just describe Autumn Cho to me. Okay, Autumn Cho is very confident. Very, she's musical. She is talented. She's very beautiful. The thing with Autumn Cho in this book uh -huh. is that Neruda is in love with the idea of her, and he needs to figure out if he actually can get to know her. You know, because a lot of times we see someone and yeah. we fall in love with that idea of who they are, right. but we don't really, we're not really in love with them because we don't really know them. Right, right. So, you know, I, I play around with that a little bit yeah. in, in the in the book. So, um, but yeah, so it just, it just follows his, you know, his relationships. And there's a lot in the book about love, the many different aspects of love, the different types of love. There's stuff going on with his family with his good um, friendships. His best friend is um, this guy named Ezra who was just released from prison. Wow. And so it, it's... A lot going on there. Yeah, love. Not, so it's not just romantic love. It's right. friendship. It's and it's familial. youth, so it's YA. So this, it's young adult. The, how old yep. is, the, is your Naruto character? He's 16. 16, okay, great. So, and that's kind of yeah. the target audience for your book? Yeah, yeah, teenager. And when I write, you know, when you write, you kind of think of, well, who the audience would be. Mm -hmm. So my audience in mind is always young people, is always do you, teenagers. Did you, do you ever imagine people as you're writing? Like, oh, hey, this I'm going to think about how this person would yeah, read this. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I do actually. Cause Who are I, some of those people? Well, I used to teach high school for many years. Okay. And so a lot of times I'll get different students. I'll just like flash this like memory or image of certain students and I'll think, oh, she would love that or he would love that. And wow. when I was a teacher, cool. I was drawn to YA quite a bit because I was always reading and trying to figure out, oh, what books I could hand my students, mm. you know, which ones they would like. Because, you know, not everybody likes every book. So um, I was a voracious reader of YA. So when I started writing, 
you know, YA just seemed a natural fit Amazing. for me. Well, I'm excited for this book. And for those of you who are listening, before we get to the second part of this conversation, mm-hmm. Crazy Messy Beautiful is out today by Carrie Arcos, an author of a National Book Award finalist, which is Out of Reach, which is the other book I have in my hand. Uh, very important note is that the author photo is copyright <laughs> Hank Fortner, which you can find on there. Uh, but what I'm, what's really interesting to me about your life is not just this book, which is going to be beautiful and really exciting. But what's most interesting to me about you is that you are a mother of how many children? Three children. You have three very rambunctious, although very mm-hmm. wonderfully and exciting mm-hmm. children. They're amazing. Your They're fourth the child, a la your husband, is named <laughs> David Arcos, who's yes. one of the most creative and all over the place and catalytic people that I know. And he works at a community in Los Angeles called Mosaic, yep, which is all over the place and constant and 24-7 and full court press all the time. And you work as a mm-hmm. professor or a teacher? Yes. I te- I'm not teaching this semester, but this summers and the falls, I teach at Cal State LA. So then you keep teach at Cal State LA. You raise all these kids. You have a house. You live in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. It's busy. And somehow you figured out how to pub- write, publish, and mm-hmm. promote three mm-hmm. young adult novels. Mm-hmm. I know people who don't have jobs, don't have kids, and don't have anything in their life that would have that would that would very naturally be the obstacle to getting a book published. And you have crushed all of them with three children and a job and a husband and a crazy schedule. And you still maintain like friendships and things like that. And mm-hmm. and you you lo- you look like you can be in public. Do you know what I mean? Like you're taking care of yourself. Do you know what Why, I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. So you look very nice. Is what I was saying. Thank you. So uh, I guess that was like the worst way of saying. That was the worst way of getting to. You look very nice. I'm just saying, yeah. like, as opposed to being like I'm disheveled and I'm smoking mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to maintain life. Tell me, how is it that you actually in your life? You execute and you finish and you write and you get the work done, even though this doesn't, this isn't your full-time job to write books. No. You found a way to do it, to push through your passion and get it out into the world. What is your discipline? What is your, what is your thought process to actually get something like this out into the world? Hmm. Well, I'm definitely that slow and steady, you know, wins the race kind of okay. person. So I, uh, I tend to, I'm very disciplined. And so I tend to say, okay, even if it's just like I have an hour or I have two hours, I have that window. Um, I try to write every day and I... How many pages can you write in two hours? What's your uh, rate? Do you measure it by rate or just by time? Like you by, want to do this? I usually try to go, I want to do a thousand words. In two so hours. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whatever pages okay. that is. A thousand words. But do you use Word documents? You use like, what do you use to do it? Just, Evernote? Just no, just regular word. Okay. Just yeah, wow, that's what okay. I do. I know. <laughs> word. Wow. I have a lot of people. I haven't who heard use of that since script. like college. I know. That's I'm, really cool. I'm, I'm very basic. There are I word just, users listening right yeah. now who are like, yeah, word. And yeah. there's Other people who are like, there's kids listening, young yeah. people who are like, what's word? What is that? That's that a. Is that a they, software? They all do Google Docs. Is that an now. app? Yeah, I'm That's a Google Doc. That's all they do. I'm a Google Doc or Evernote. Evernote's great because yeah. it can it syncs with your phone and stuff. But I know can't I can't do just, large documents though. Google Doc. No. If you once you get past a thousand words, it, it slows down. Yeah. Um, now, Scrib. A lot of people use Scrivener too as a tool. Writers yes, I've seen will that. use that. Yes, so I've, I've thought about that. checking that out, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I. Just sit down with my with the with the computer. By the way, that screaming child in the background is my daughter. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I don't know but if they can hear. There's either. a screaming child that's distracting both me and Carrie right now as we're talking because my daughter's having a temper tantrum uh, upstairs. We're in the oh, home office right wow. now, which is really exciting. Um, so, um, 
But I, okay, but so that's I will, good. So you're going okay. after a thousand, pay, a thousand words a day is your goal. Um, yeah, well, or a writing session. Like, well, like right now, I'm in between ideas. Like, I don't have the next idea. Okay. Like, I turned in. I have another book coming out in 2018. Okay. So I turned in the second draft of that this oh, wow. week. Okay. So now I don't Jeez. have anything I'm working on, but I'm a little uh, anxious about that. Because I'm it. kind of like, what's the next story? So when you sit down to write, like in that case, yeah. if you don't have that idea, do you, what are you writing a journal? That's or? so, it's so hard. Well, yesterday I sat down, I just, I said, no pressure, just, and this time I wrote in a, I had pen in hand and I just started writing. I had been reading this book inspired by Grimm's fairy tales. And so I just started writing like a takeoff on, on one of those, you oh, know, just, cool. just to yeah, like right. have, just to write. And it wasn't very good and it, I'm not going to use it probably. Probably, I mean, but it's just like the exercise of okay, just just start writing again. Right, right. You know, like, oh, that's great. So you are knocking out a thousand words a day, is pretty much your minimum. No, well, I try to get to that. That's something okay. when I sit down, if that's I'm like target. serious about it, and I really want to produce something, it'll be a thousand. It, I try to get to that a thousand words. What do you do when you're tired or have writer's block? How do you like still execute even though you're like I do not feel like doing it right now. And then the she stands up, she opens the door, she I just will just write. You just figure it out. <laughs> I just, you just get like, there. that's the difference between an I just amateur get and there. a pro, right? Yeah. There's this really great book and I know we've we've only got a couple minutes left. There's this really great book called Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Have you read that? Oh book? no, but I read his other one, The War, War of Art. Of Art. Was that really was good. like my mantra. He basically described <clears throat> you just described what he did calls a professional. Yeah. Is you just yeah. sit down and you just do it? You Amateurs do it. are like, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I've been yeah. too busy. Yeah. And a pro goes, no, this needs to happen. It needs to happen yeah. by this time. Yeah. You're you treat it like your job. This is your work. You have this one hour, two hour window or, or longer. I don't have the luxury of necessarily like writing all day like other writers. I think it'd be hard. I think it'd be difficult actually to write all day. It'd oh, like I think it'd be awesome. Eight you'd lay hours. around, smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know. Do they, don't That's writers you drink whiskey writers? in the morning? No. I like literally, I picture like a. <laughs> Uh, like a, it's like Hemingway when people think exactly. of Hemingway. <laughs> like a Hemingway, I'm in a hotel somewhere in Cuba, like penning he out notes. He worked like, really hard. Hemingway was a methodical, disciplined writer. Yeah, absolutely. Every day at the cafe, whiskey at seven a.m. Yeah. every day, and then yeah. yeah, it was all. I do one thing that he suggests in his book on writing is that when I finish a writing session, I'll try to end with some little juice left over. So I don't mm, like totally yeah, don't finish. burn your brain out completely. Yeah, and that's so great. that I can pick up the next time. Can I, I ask you a like question that. then that's selfishly personal? Yeah. When you have more ideas than you can execute in one session, like mm -hmm. when I sit down to write, I'm sitting, obviously I have this book that is due in April. Then I've got mm -hmm. like another book I'm, that I told you about just a second ago that I'm going to that I'm gonna self-publish. Oh, right. And then I have right. two other books that I'm going to self-publish that are like ebook kind of things that I'll give away just because mm -hmm. I want them out there. Uh, and then I have three other ideas. Well, what do I do when one is like, I, I got to come out. I got to, I got to, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm, what do you do when mm -hmm. one is like, dude, I'm, it's pounding on the side of my head, but I know I have this one due. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? Finish. Finish the first one. Really? Yeah. You have to practice the art of finishing. Yeah, is what I call it. Because so sucks. many people. It's not fun at all. Like, it's that's not the part fun. That's, you know what's fun? It's to start a new note and be like, whoa, I can guess out the characters yeah. and the villain and whatever. Yeah, but that's misleading because that new thing is going to quickly morph into being the old thing. Yeah, where you're right. there going, oh, how do I finish Because the new this? thing is, is yeah. just an old thing. And it's seductive. With makeup on. You know, it is. And so you yeah. have to. That's, I should say that again. That <laughs> new thing is the old thing with makeup on, right? It is. It that's is. such a good input. It is. That insight is good. There. 
I wish Carrie? I thought of that. Thank you. No, it's good. You, <laughs> you, I just, you made no. me think of it. So but we'll, yeah, we'll co-author that. So many people say royalties, to me, oh. No acknowledgements, by the way. If, if, it's something, if I inspire something, I want a royalty. Don't, don't I will put me in the acknowledgements and be like, Forget this acknowledgement hey. thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, I, so many people come up to me and they say, oh, I'm working on this book or I'm working on that. And then I'll ask them, I'll always ask them, well, how long have you been working on it? Or And they, and a lot of them will say, oh, for five years, 10 years, whatever. And oh, I just stop them and I just say, hey, you got to finish that. Don't Five years? Finish you have people have been working on books for five years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, they don't necessarily mean like every day they've right. been no, toiling on not. this book. I mean, every day, five years. Yeah. All you've been doing for five years no, every day is living. They're not saying that, but they have they have a hard time with finishing and you have to as as. Steve Pressfield would, would say, being the pro- a professional, you have to finish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, finish. And then you say the end, and then you start with the next one. Okay, work. so now I have a perfectionist question. What do you do if you're like, it's just never done? It's never done. It just isn't. You uh, sent that thing yeah, in. There's this things book, you would change there about are that things, book. There are things that I, that I could still like tweak big, now. Like structural things, like I wouldn't even have that character. I would have added one here. Or little things like that sentence is completely out of place. No, well, okay. Let me let me say this. My first book, Out of Reach. There are big things I would change because that's had some more okay. time. Right, right, right. Where Crazy Mess of Beautiful is still pretty fresh. Okay. But so Out of Reach, I I like that book. I love it. It was my first book. I learned so much writing that book. But you know, if if I were to read that now, I'm sure I would go, hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, right. I, Your own personal. Th- yeah, sense. there okay. are some things I've gotten stronger as but a writer. But when you handed it to someone, you were mm-hmm. like, "Yep, it's done." It's done. It's the best that okay. I can get it to be. Okay. Right. Right okay. now, in this that's time, good, that's good in yeah. this time frame, because if you're, you, you have to like, um, um, try to combat that that perfectionism, or else you're never you're never going to finish. It's never going to yeah, be it's done. True. It's true. And and it's it's always so hard to get what's in your head onto that page, but it's yeah, never right. going to happen perfectly. What do you feel like writing has taught you about life? Oh, it's taught me, um, it's taught me discipline. It's taught me to work hard. It's taught me an appreciation of people. I think I have more empathy being Mm -hmm. a writer and a reader Mm -hmm. because, you know, as a writer, you really try to, well, especially I write fiction. So I don't know if it's the same with nonfiction, but for fiction, I'm really like putting, literally putting myself in the shoes of yeah. another person, right. trying to think like they think, act like they think. I and think that's called a schizophrenic. And it's empathy. You're walking. You. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're walking in their shoes. And I think. They're saying things to you. Yeah. yeah they of are. They are. They're talking absolutely. to me. Yeah. I'm dreaming about them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I think especially in our, in our climate today, like we, we could use a a little more empathy in our world and so people always ask me how do, how can I create that and I ask them read read widely read mm-hmm. broadly read read books that are by non-Americans there's a whole world out there that's not <laughs> American <laughs> I love that Shocking. read books by, by non-Americans I don't even know if I've heard the phrase non-Americans or whatever before. non-Western viewpoints you know yeah, right. like yeah, totally. get out of your own uh, your Sphere. own that's mind great. and world, you'll broaden your worldview. So I've loved that. That's what that's helped me. I mean, as I've, as I've written more and more books. So I love that. What aspect. do you feel like writing has taught you about being a mom? Ooh, has it taught me about being a mom? I don't know, except I will say being a mom has helped, um, helped push me into actually pursuing writing. 
I will say that. Oh, yeah. Like, Just the fear when... of him being home alone <laughs> with your kids. You're like, oh, yes. I gotta, oh, no. I gotta get a job. <laughs> we'll have to stare at you. <laughs> you're all yelling day. at your agent. This book has to sell. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out of this house. No, but when I, I was, I was found out I was pregnant with Judah. And my third kid, and I that that was not the plan. We were not going to have three kids. We were only going to have two. Uh-huh. I'd given everything away. I was ready to and go. He knows back. that. He knows you were not. Judah planned. knows that now because the other two you. have told him. Nice. <laughs> so just so you know, man. <laughs> but he's the favorite now. He's totally spoiled, rotten, and he's eight. So we love him now, or I love him now. But no, no. I, but I, it took a few years. I love him. But that first year, Forgive I was in such no. That first year, I was such in such crisis. I was totally trapped. I was mm-hmm. in such. Uh, it was so hard for me. And I remember David and I talked because, and I was so mad at him. I just was so, I, I, I was so trapped in my own head and, and my situation. Because and, you were pregnant. No, because yeah, well I had him at that point. Oh, it was the right, first right. year yeah, yeah. and it was hard. It was hard just having three kids. And I was just, uh, it was a downward spiral. And I sat with David and he's like, well, what do you want? What kind of life do you want? And let's make that happen. And I was like, I can't because I'm a mom now of three kids. I have no life. Like they're just sucking the life out of me, you know, like literally because you have right. a baby. Yeah, totally. And David turned to me and he said, he said, you are not a victim. And he said, you need to stop acting like it. Now, now what kind of life do you want? Wow. And I want to <laughs> just throwing down hard. Yeah, hard. If I did that, my autumn show would just beat the crap. I know out of it me. was I hard, and I mean, I don't think I responded well at in the moment. Of course not. It probably no. led to a big blow up. I don't, I don't remember, but that just stuck with me, and I was like, you know, he was right. And I said to him, and later I said, I wanna, I wanna write. <laughs> after the like, after we cleaned up all the broken glass, <laughs> right, and, right. I, and I and I I patched up his wounds, right. and stab wounds. I was like, I you was know okay. what? I think you were right about that. No, but I said, I want, I want to write. I'm yeah. tired of talking about it. Either I'm going to rewrite her and shut up and write because that's, and writers write or mm-hmm. don't have a different dream yeah, and, right. and do Go something get else. Something. And so that's when I started and 6 a.m. And now you crushed it and you're like officially more successful than all of his friends. No, <laughs> that's not true. I'm joking, but this is amazing. Three books. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you use the same publisher for all three of them? Is it all Simon Pulse? No, the first book, the first two are with them, and then the next two are with Philomel, which is uh, Philomel. yeah, Penguin Random House. So nice. it's imprint I signed with them. Penguin as well. I know. I saw That's that. That's really exciting. So we're in the Penguin family. That's yes. really great. Guys, we are here with author, mom of three, wife of chaotic and crazy, creative and unbelievable force of a man, David Arcos. She is here with us uh, on the launch day of her book here in my study at the house called Crazy, Messy, Beautiful, available everywhere books are sold. And that means Amazon, that means books a million, that means some other kind that of places. I know there's bookstores somewhere in the world. Stores, yeah, yeah, independent bookstores. Skylight Books in Los Feliz. It, it's, it's everywhere. Skylight it's Books. Give a big shout out to Skylight. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for keeping writing. And I got to catch up. I've got one book coming out, uh, hopefully a second one this year. And uh, yeah, we've got to get this stuff out of here. So Thanks a lot, Hank. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. For those of you listening who are saying, I got this book idea. I've got this company idea. I got this website I want to start. I've got this app I was going to start or this creative I was going to do or this house I was going to buy and flip or whatever it is in your mind. Just imagine that there's a young lady. Uh, she's in Los Angeles. She has three kids and a husband and a full-time job. 
and she found a way to publish all of these books because she just gets out there and does it. So I want to invite you to join her and join me in saying yes to 2017, that you can just get started one day at a time. I'm just really inspired by her and her story. Don't forget, March 14th in Los Angeles, a live experience. I hope you join us. And then also you can join our email list by texting the number 66866. Just text Hank to 66866 or go to hankfortner.com. You guys are awesome. I'm so grateful to get to do this. And no matter where I'm traveling in the world or what I'm doing or what's happening, I just love that I have like a crew. I've got a podcast crew. So thank you so much to Saudi Arabia and Australia and Brazil and Chile, all over the world. You guys are awesome huge. Cheers and smooches to you. I will see you soon.